Hey you guys and welcome back to another episode of Feeling Feline, a podcast where we talk about what it's like being in our 20s in the 20s. So for today's topic, we're going to be talking about having a healthy work-life balance and kind of starting that practice of having that balance before, you know, things get serious in our 30s. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this and let's just get started. Hey guys, and happy first week of April. Oh my God. So last week was Easter and I decided to take a break because, you know, I thought it was good to just have a relaxing week. And also I was just super tired. I don't know why I was like drowning with work and I've been given a whole lot of new responsibilities. So it's been super stressful on top of just everything. And even this week was hard too, because I got my second vaccine shot and that shit was whack, bro. Like literally yesterday, I did not get out of the couch and it was horrible because First of all, I work out five times a week, and even today I couldn't work out. But yesterday I had a fever, I had chills, I was having a headache, and honestly, knock on wood, I haven't been sick in like two years, and that was probably the worst I've ever felt, and it wasn't fun at all. So, I mean, I'm happy I finished my vaccine, but I didn't think it was going to be that serious. Like, shit, like, I really felt so, so sick, but... I knew it was only temporary, so I was kind of just hanging on for dear life. But yeah, I'm really happy that I feel better. And, you know, it makes me appreciate just me, you know, having a healthier lifestyle and everything like that. So, you know, when I had to work yesterday, you know, I was thinking about how great of a topic it would be to talk about this um, for this week's podcast because, you know, work-life balance is really hard to maintain and sometimes it's easy, don't get me wrong, but I feel like there are a lot of cases where, you know, it's hard sometimes for people to separate themselves from work and realize that, you know, not everything in life has to be about work, has to be surrounded by work, has to be revolved by work. And it's such a large pressure in our 20s because, you know, we're just graduating, we're getting our first jobs, but that's why it's that much more important to be aware that, you know, you can't be tied to the workforce environment. You can't be trying to do your best and, you know, break out of your habits and have to stay late. It's very easy to want to keep impressing your boss because this is your first job and this is your chance to make a come up and to really make a mark, but it can't be at the sacrifice that you're not enjoying your life anymore. And I think that's really a big problem sometimes with some adultier adults, you know, when they struggle with not having free time anymore for things like their passions, their children, and a lot of other things because, you know, they're just so tied into work. 
But yeah, I mean, before I really get into the topic, I want to update you guys on a few things. I am catching up with Shameless. It is the last season of the entire show, and the last episode is this coming weekend, and I'm so excited, but also so sad because this show really was something that I, you know, would watch every week, and it was something that me and Marcos watched too, so it's kind of sad, you know, seeing a show and like that, especially because it's such a family-oriented type of show where it's just a lot of relationships and the importance of you know having each other's back it's just a funny show so I'm kind of sad that it's ending but yeah and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out like bro that shit is so so good you guys need to get on it and I was always weird about Disney shows I was like okay I don't know how this is gonna go because you know it's kind of the first time that Disney's kind of incorporating a lot of shows into the actual timelines and you know keeping up with the Marvel just timelines in general so I think it's cool because you know you get to see these different angles especially because you know Falcon and Winter Soldier they They didn't really get a lot of attention. So it's cool. You kind of get to see their background stories and kind of just more about them. You get to learn more about them. And I think that's so cool because, you know, we're so focused on the major superheroes, Captain America, Iron Man, the Hulk. And now it's kind of cool to step back and really dive deeper into these kind of smaller characters and see how, you know, I feel like eventually they're going to become super important in the future movies and even Wanda. And I think it's just so cool. Another top two shows that I've been super obsessed with, and I don't know if you guys get it already, but I'm just watching hella shows and movies, but I've been watching Handmaid's Tale and Attack on Titan, and those two are completely opposite shows, but Handmaid's Tale is kind of like a utopian society-ish. It's hard to explain without really getting into the details, but I think it's really cool, and it's kind of a story about, you know, the main character and kind of breaking away from normal traditions even though I wouldn't call it normal it's uncomfortably normal honestly if you guys watch it you'll understand and then Attack on Titan is actually an anime so I honestly am super open-minded to shows and music so my taste in shows is kind of weird like I can watch Hell's Kitchen, I can watch Shameless, and then I'll be watching Naruto and Attack on Titan, and then I'll be watching a bunch of Marvel movies and shows, and then I'll just be watching like super weird shows like Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. First of all, do you guys miss that show? Because I miss it. You know, that used to be my favorite show. My siblings can vouch. Like, I think Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was my brain, you know, coming to life. It was just so random and just completely 100% me and who I was. But yeah, even that and then Rick and Morty. And I don't know, I just think I'm super passionate about just being open to a lot of different options. But yeah, that is pretty much the summary of my week. Other than that, I mean, there's nothing much except for it's going to be my dog's birthday. When this episode comes out, actually, it'll be on the day that it comes out. So his birthday is on April 9th, and I'm super excited. We always make this cute little rice cake. You know, we put peanut butter all over it and just sing happy birthday. And he like, just digs right in. So I'm really excited to just go there and celebrate. And, you know, he's a dog. And of course, you know, 
we're really big on just birthdays in general, but I'm happy that we kind of get to celebrate his birthday too, the little cute munchkin. Um, but yeah, that's just my entire week. And again, I just feel like this whole week was a huge blur because of my vaccine. It did not feel good whatsoever, but here I am and ready for action. So yeah, let's get back to talking about our work-life balance. So, you know, I think it's something important to talk about, especially because, you know, we're just starting to build our career. We're starting to gain experience in the work environment. And I think a lot of the pressure, you know, when we start working at this age is having to impress people. And I think it's tempting to want to work late, want to show up as early as possible, be the last one to leave and make the biggest effort to show your boss that you are serious about your career. And, you know, there's a lot of pressures that come with it too, because, you know, you want to keep that job because you're going to be paying for so many things. And, just trying to save up for so many things, or you move to a new place and you just want to make the move worth it. There's a lot of things that come into play, especially when we have our first job. And as great as that is, I don't truly believe that it's important to burn yourself out. You know, I've seen a lot of people burn themselves out for their jobs, and I can definitely vouch for it because. I've already said before that I've had already three jobs. I'm 24 now. I've had three jobs in the past four years. And my first job, I really cannot believe I was so persistent in trying to make my boss proud or impress her. And I was doing the most. I was really doing the most. And I think it's crazy that society kind of pressures you in that way. And I also think it's crazy that bosses do take advantage of the younger workers, but that's going to be a whole nother topic. And I think a lot of it is that the bosses know that, you know, you will be willing to do it because this is your new job. This is your first job and you're going to want to stay up late and they're going to take advantage of it. So I think it's important to talk about it because if you don't realize that you're being taken advantage of, you won't be able to take the actions and really stand up for yourself, especially in the workforce. It's very, very easy for older workers or workers who have been in a company longer to take advantage of the new people. And I really get frustrated about that. And you might be ever so lucky, you know, for my first job, I was lucky to have people around me that were around my age and also people who just didn't like to see other people treated wrongly in the workforce, at least to help me open my eyes because a new worker is not going to realize that they're getting taken advantage of. And it's not going to be something that they see right away. It'll take somebody else to be like, listen, you're definitely being taken advantage of. And there's just not enough focus, especially in this country. And I think that's crazy because again, we're one of the most advanced countries, but I don't think that this country in general really puts a better focus on having a better work-life balance. Now, the pandemic did a lot. I think it did a lot for companies to realize that work-life balance is probably the most important for employees to be happy and therefore the company will have better results, better outputs for whatever they're doing and will have a better focus on getting the job done. So 
that's one thing that I truly feel like kind of came out of the pandemic that I think was positive, at least in companies and working and full-time jobs and just work in general. I think it's been an eye-opener for most companies because they really, truly just didn't focus on the well-being of their employees. And as much as it is the company's fault, it's also the employee's fault, you know what I mean? Because we give in to that, we let them take advantage of us. And it's very important to think in the back of your head, you know, do I really need to be doing all this for a full-time job? And don't get me wrong, okay, I'm not telling you to be a bad employee because that's definitely not what I'm saying. You can still be a good employee and not have to bend your back for the company. And my father used to tell me all the time, and it's crazy because, again, like I said about somebody opening your eyes to the fact that a business is taking advantage of you, he helped me see and understand, you know, he was always telling me, I don't know why you're getting upset from your first job. You know, you can easily be replaced. If you leave this company, do not stress about feeling bad. Do not stress about leaving work left over and not completed for the next person. You literally are so replaceable. It's not even funny. And I know that's kind of sad and harsh, but it really opened my eyes and I cannot stress this enough. You know, do not bend your back for a job that, you know, once you leave, you can be easily replaced. You have to think about that. It's not worth you giving up on things just because you have to finish something for work. Here's a big example for me. And I, again, have stressed this before and talked about it before, but I didn't plan to go on vacation with my family when they went to Europe. And just because my boss said I wasn't going to get paid, you know, it, they had told me that I already used my vacation days, which I understood I was well aware of, but they said, if you go on this vacation, you won't get paid. Why the heck did I feel the need to say, okay, I'll stay when one, I was staying at home two, I was giving up vacation time just to work. You know, that was such an eye opening experience for me because I really shouldn't have done that. And, you know, now look, we're in a freaking pandemic. I don't know when the hell I'm going to be able to go to Europe. And I say, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this in many episodes about how salty I am about not going to Europe because I truly am so salty about it. I really wish I went. I don't know what I was thinking. And now looking back at it, it was just that early 20s, early millennial, early, you know, this generation thinking that I have to make a living out of myself. I have to build myself up in my career, but at the cost of what, you know, am I going to have to sacrifice going on vacations just to build myself up in the workforce? That's crazy. And I think that I've learned differently throughout the years, and I think that's just what's going to happen to some people. But if anyone listening here is still in college or hasn't even started a full-time job, at least I'm warning you, you know what I mean? You at least get the warning that I never had, that just because you're starting at the workforce doesn't mean you have to sacrifice or give up things that mean a lot to you, you know, like family time, vacation time, hobbies time. If you have to 
schedule an appointment that's during work and you can't schedule any other time and you can't make the appointment because you're too worried about what you're going to miss at work, that's a serious problem. You got to put yourself first. And I think that the U.S. does not stress this enough in general of the importance of me time, the importance of mental health, the importance of just separation from work. Because if you really think about it, 40 hours in a week, and that's just a minimum. I know people who work more than 40 hours and don't even get paid for the overtime hours. Shout out to the salary people. But um, no, seriously, you work 40 hours in the week and that's a good chunk of your week. So when you think about it, you want that work experience to be at least something that you enjoy or are comfortable with because 40 hours a week of draining time, draining energy, draining people, it gets so exhausting on employees and people mentally, physically. And then when you come home or finish work, you don't want to do anything because you've had such a tiring day, a tiring week that it doesn't even give you energy to be involved or invested in time with yourself or the people important around you. And statistically speaking, even New York, New Jersey is pretty much up there, California, whatever. In big cities, there's already this lifestyle of being so busy. You don't have time to relax. You don't have time to sit. You don't have time to do anything because you work these long hours. You go home, you cook dinner. By the time you're done, you're tired. And it's just this never ending cycle. It's dreadful. And you don't have time for yourself. You don't have time for vacations. And there are people who put off personal engagements. They work crazy hours. They never take vacation. And these sacrifices just become a habit and sooner or later everything else is just not important anymore you know you're so invested in your work and your job that nothing else matters or even just stands out to you anymore but that is why i stress so so hard if you're looking for a job and I'm telling you, managers and hiring managers will be kind of surprised that you're asking this question, but two of the most popular questions I ask when I'm being interviewed for jobs is one, how is the work culture? And two, what is the reason why you have stayed in this company so long? And if you listen to people's answers, you can easily weed out companies that are just keeping people and not caring about their health versus people who actually enjoy their job. And I've seen it so many times, you know, there were jobs where people were just saying, oh, I love it here because there's always work to do. Versus people who say, I love it here because we get to do whatever we want, whenever we want, and we get these company parties, and we get these different days to hang out, and we get our job done, and I think everybody just loves what they do. You can tell by people's answers how much the company cares about them. And I think that it's not paid attention to a lot. So when you have your interview, definitely remember these questions. You know, remember how employees feel emotionally in the company. It's important. And you can figure out right away which companies do not care about their employees. But that 
doesn't go to show that maybe sometimes you'll be tricked about that. You know, it took me three tries to find a job that I actually feel like they truly care about the company. They truly care about the employees and they allow you to have me time and have your own personal space without being so suffocating about it. Don't get me wrong. My second job was actually not that bad in that aspect too. I definitely give props to that. They definitely were understanding if I needed a day off, but at the same time, I still felt like just a number, just another employee, just another worker to get to the results that we needed. And as nice as that feels, you know, in getting the results and getting good numbers to whatever we were doing, it still didn't feel like they were caring about my emotions, how I was feeling, if the workload was too much. And again, it's not 100% possible to immediately find a job like that. But once you realize and see the red flags that this company does not care about you mentally or emotionally, that should be a red flag. You know, you deserve to find a place that focuses and appreciates you as an employee and make sure that you are 100% okay and working. And that's giving focus to you emotionally, you know, if you need to take the day off to go see your child at the middle school performing their play, it shouldn't be a problem. If you need to cancel last minute or if you need to log off at 5:30 when most jobs are supposed to be over because you have something serious at 6, they shouldn't give you such a hard time, but at the same time you mentally should be strong in that sense that okay, It is the end of the work day. I need to stop. I need to pause and I need to focus on other things other than work because truth of the matter is tomorrow work is always going to be there. I always tell myself that the more stress I get about work, I always tell myself, why am I stressing? Tomorrow is a new day. I can always pick up tomorrow. I don't need to stay up late to finish this. And I think that's not something that many people focus on or think about. And I think especially in our 20s, there's so much pressure to finish things and so much pressure to impress people that we sacrifice our own emotions and mental health to get the job done. And we don't need to do that. So that also kind of ties in because, you know, people, when they say work-life balance, some people think I'll work a nine to five and after five o'clock, that's it, I'm clocked off. Don't call me about anything work-related after five. Then there's the other people that kind of mix the two. You know, I'll work late if needed. I'll sacrifice this if I need, or I'll take off of work two hours early, but make up the time later. It really depends on what type of work balance you want. And you want to tailor your job or your job search based on what you're looking for, for your work-life balance. For example, me, I didn't know what type of work-life balance I wanted. Originally, I thought I was the nine to five person. After five, I shut it off. I don't want anybody from work talking to me. But now, you know, my current job is actually pretty cool in the sense that it's kind of a softer work-life balance, you know, it's a give and take thing. You know, if I have to leave two hours early, I'll make up the two hours later. I'll work sometime the same day for two hours to make up the time. For some people that works. For me, it works. I think it's awesome. I think I have the freedom to at least, for example, at 4.30, go to the gym for two hours. And because I missed an hour, I'll come back and just work for another hour. And if I have to 
bend the rules a little bit, have a meeting with someone from outside the country that's at a time that's not my normal nine to five, you know, the next day I just won't log on until an hour later, or it's really just a give and take thing. And I think there's more than one definition to what an actual work-life balance is, but it's not you sacrificing things that are important to you because both the nine to five clocking out, don't talk to me after five and both the soft work-life balance, it doesn't require people to sacrifice things that are important to them. And speaking of sacrifice, that kind of ties into people not having the time, quote unquote. And I put those in quotes because you literally can make the time. It's just people not making the time for it. You have to make some time for it. And it's actually funny because it's kind of weird, right? So if you don't have the time for yourself, basically I'm saying downtime. Time for yourself does not mean time to buy groceries, time to mow the lawn, time to do the chores at home. That is not downtime. That is not personal time. It's actually still more kind of not hard labor, but it's still labor. It's still work. I'm talking about time where you can just sit and relax. If you don't even have at least a couple hours in a week to do that, then it's time to reassess or at least look at the things that you can do. Like for example, if the lawn needs to be mowed, have a neighbor's kid do it. If you need to have shopping done, get it delivered sometimes. Sometimes you just need the minute to sit by yourself. And when you do that, you actually can gain back the energy that you need to recharge and do everything else again, you know, put that energy into working, put the energy into completing your chores and getting the groceries, etc. But you do need that time to at least sit down and relax because hell, you deserve it, bitch. You've been working 40 hours a week and 40 hours is exhausting for somebody who works a lot. And whether you're a nurse or somebody who works with numbers or somebody who works with data, it's exhausting working so much sometimes. And adulting is just as exhausting outside of the workforce. So you deserve some time for yourself to do absolutely nothing. And you definitely should make the time for that and, you know, work on devoting yourself to making that time. And when you plan out your day or at least how you want your work-life balance to be, it actually makes the spending time together with people you love that much more valuable and you won't be inclined to be on your phone when you want to check your work email, for example. I used to have Outlook on my phone and I sure as hell don't have Outlook on my phone anymore. I don't like to have it because I don't like to receive the notifications. I don't like to be out at dinner and receive a work email and have to worry about it. Actually, that's a mentality of even just general emails. I don't like to have my notifications on for my emails as well because I don't want to have to check it in the middle of me spending time with somebody and have to worry about answering or want to look at a shopping center in the middle of me hang out with my friends. So it'll make you more present in the moment when you're hanging out with people as well because you won't be so distracted with work when you want to focus on everyone around you. You know, when you set that work-life balance, you won't feel inclined to have to be so dependent on work, have to be so present at work. So I think it's important to find that balance because 
There's going to be a lot of moments at work when you feel exhausted and some days you're going to feel tired and you'll be okay. You know, you just need to get a good night's sleep and you'll be refreshed for tomorrow. Some days you will be so freaking exhausted. I cannot do this. This is stressing me out. That should be right there. A good red flag that you need to have a day off, a mental health day. And it's crazy because when I was younger, okay, Filipino tradition, at least for me, is there is nothing that is incredibly endangering that will make me miss school. And I had such a hard time. If I even felt sick, my mom was always like, no, you have to go to the school. You have to take medicine and just go. And maybe it's not just a Filipino thing. It might be other cultures, but why? Why do we as a culture not appreciate mental health days? I think there's a growing awareness of mental health. Don't get me wrong, but even just taking a day off of work, taking a day off of school. It's something that's looked down upon. If my kid feels sick, best believe her ass or his ass going to be staying home and relaxing and getting better. We don't need to force ourselves to be working hard if we're not at our 100% best. And oftentimes I feel like because me, I was raised that way, I'll even be sick and have to go to work. I had a story one time. So I was sick, like really, really sick for my first job. And again, it's just the pressure of being a good employee, impressing the boss, blah, 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 blah. But I was already sick. I had a fever. I had a runny nose. I had such a terrible headache that literally I drove to work anyways. I was like, okay, let me pop an Advil. I'll be totally fine. No, the whole drive, I think it's like a 30 minute drive for 20 minutes of the drive. I had such a headache and I just was feeling like throwing up. I don't know why I went to work and literally I wasted my drive because 20 minutes into my drive, I parked at a building. I called my manager and I was like, no, I'm not going to work. I don't feel good. There's just no way I tried at least. I even like tried to explain that I tried, but why, why did I have to explain? Why is it such a big deal for me not to go to work just because I don't feel good? And after that day, I really realized that I need to be more honest with myself and tell myself if I'm not feeling well, I need a day off of work and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to take a break from work and wanting to take the day off. Even if you do absolutely nothing, sometimes you need it. And my manager, I just love my job so much right now because... My manager embraces mental health days. I think his mentality of being a manager and how he manages his team is something that I hope to be one day when I'm a manager. Fingers crossed I become a manager one day. But anyways, that's my point. You know, I like that. I like that he even takes the time to take mental health days. So I think it's important. I think when we are stressed, it's good to just take a breather from work and just relax for a minute, and then you'll be recharged. But this, again, ties into my self-awareness episode. If you are not in touch with yourself and aware with your emotions, you will not be able to find that balance that you are looking for in terms of work and personal life and financial life and just everything. If you don't focus on yourself, again, it all starts with yourself. And I think Many people forget to think about themselves because life is so busy, but it really starts on the inside. And I feel like we don't appreciate that. We don't put more focus on that than we should. And I think other countries honestly are doing a lot better than that. In the U.S., there's always this 
constant pressure of having to finish things on time, having so many things to do, having to do a lot at once and always being busy. And it's nice sometimes, don't get me wrong. I like being busy. I cannot sit and do nothing. I get really antsy. I get bothered. But when I'm too busy, sometimes it's very easy for me to get wired and just cranky. And I end up rushing things and not finishing work the way that I want to. So again, finding that balance, you got to be in touch with yourself. You know, are you even aware that your work life isn't balanced? Are you even aware that you're not present in the moment? Are you tuned into your life? Are you actually taking care of yourselves? These are questions that you have to talk with yourself and it's not going to get any better. It's not going to improve. You're not going to find the job that you want with the work-life balance until you realize what you want in terms of your own balance of work and life. So Again, I don't have it all perfect. Don't get me wrong. It's just now that I'm starting to realize that there's so many more important and greater and better things than being stuck in a work schedule and not having anything to do after. And that just ties in with my desire to travel, my need to be outside, my importance of family and friends. But it just ties into this whole idea of balance because there's so many things that are out of our control, but we can control how we handle our work and life balance. We don't have to be breaking our back for work all the time. And again, it's a good practice to start now, especially because we're new employees. We're going to learn so much more as we get older And I always think about this, you know, how does my dad manage being a manager and having three kids and still having the time to play golf and do things that he likes to do in his free time? I always think that, like, how the hell? And that was when I was first starting my first job. Like, how did he manage to balance all this? And it's just time and experience. But if we start early into making ourselves focus on the importance of me time, I think it'll just be easier from here on out. You know, as we get older, people respect us more, obviously, because of our experience. So if we start now on at least realizing that work is always just going to be work, it's always going to be there the next day. And instead, looking at things that maybe aren't so solid and consistent, you know, like traveling, seeing someplace new, spending time with our family and friends. These things are not forever going to be there. Work is always going to be there, regardless of whether you're the one doing the job or the next person or the next person or the next person, etc. So it's just something to think about. And now I'm going to be right back and we'll be talking more about work-life balance. Honestly, I'm hungry, you guys. Do you ever just crave authentic Indian food? I know I do, especially being at home so much. If you live in the Plainsboro area in New Jersey, Jaya's Kitchen has the hookup. Jaya's Kitchen is completely made from scratch, specializing in Andre cuisines. Like, no joke, I had the best shrimp masala and coconut rice I've ever had. It's just so delicious, and you can have it for any meal of the day. It's perfect for dinner, even a small family event. So if you want to have any inquiries on any orders, you can hit up Jaya's Kitchen on Instagram at J-A-Y-A-S-K-I-T-C-H-N. Again, it's J-A-Y-A-S-K-I-T-C-H-N.
Go ahead, try it out and enjoy it. It won't disappoint, I promise. Alrighty, and welcome back to Feeling Feline. So now we're back to talking about work-life balance and what we can do right now to at least practice a better balance between work and life. And so there's a lot of people I know that, for example, they just don't know how to give up their work. And it's really frustrating sometimes because I've seen it multiple times over and over and it just frustrates me because I want to, let's say, schedule some time with them. And the first thing that they'll say is, for example, I want to schedule like what, a two hour dinner. I'm going to get a response like I have a test in five days that I really need to study for. That's two hours out of your time. And you're telling me you can't really get out of it because you're going to be studying for five days straight. There's no way you're not going to be studying for five days straight. That is completely false. And people who are like, oh, I have something that I need to prepare for for work. I can't do it. And don't get me wrong, it's not like they say it every time, but it gets really frustrating because it's really just a small amount of time put aside, you know, and you can see that people's work life balance is basically to shit because there are some people who be working till like 12 o'clock at night every day. And it's just, I don't know how they do it, especially because they don't get paid for those extra hours. And I understand having to bend your hours a little bit, you know, if you have a meeting or something you need to finish by the weekend, etc. But then there's like a moment where you need to pause, close the damn laptop and go enjoy life that's passing before your eyes. And the thing is, when people don't realize that work is taking over their lives, they resort to things like drinking and just unnecessary habits that aren't healthy for you physically or mentally. You know, when I was at my first job, I always felt the need to drink because I was stressed. Did I like think that I was going to be stuck in this job forever? Yes, I did. And it was very stressful because I wasn't coming to terms with the fact that I am in control of my work-life balance. I didn't have to be so stressed about work all the time, have my emails on, have Skype on my phone. First of all, throwback to Skype. You guys remember Skype. Now we're on Teams, right? It's just so weird how in three or four years that changed. You know, I don't know about your companies, but yeah, it's just being aware that there's moments where we need to pause. Life is going to pass by, especially in our 20s. There's so much life and so many good memories about it. So I think that we should focus more in our 20s about seeing the outside because being in your 30s, it gets kind of more into just more serious things. And that's just how life goes in the US and just life in general. And the 20s still is a time where we can be a little smidgen reckless. We can do a lot of things, especially if you don't have kids yet. You can see the world. And at least for me, that's super important. I want to see so much of the world. And I'm trying my best, given the pandemic, to at least try to do that. But it is super important. It's what will keep you grounded, what will keep you centered when you just take a few deep breaths. For example, my second job, you know, I had really stressful days and sometimes I couldn't even stand sitting in that building anymore. And of course, there's this beautiful park right outside of our building and 
you know, sometimes you just need to get out and go for a walk. There's nothing wrong with that, but I would do that often. You know, I'd bring my lunch outside, I'd go eat. And even in my apartment working from home, it's nice and all, don't get me wrong, but sitting in the apartment every day, eight hours a day, it gets very tiring to look at the same views all the time. So after work, I'll go to the park or even I'll just have a snack sitting outside. I mean, I don't do it that often. Don't get me wrong. Marcos is the one who kind of eats outside sometimes, but I try to, at least I try to not think about work all the time. And again, I have my dad to thank for, for that because he always reminds me that although you work in this company, there's always going to be somebody doing the work tomorrow, whether or not you are there. And I think that's super important. I've definitely said it like four times already this episode that work will always be there. And things that won't be there are spending time with your family, you know, won't be there forever. And going to travel and seeing the world and having the time and energy and health right now that we have in our 20s, it's not always going to be there. And I think that's important to think about too. You know, when we're thinking about work-life balance, it's understanding that this is the youngest we're going to be, you know what I mean? And better take advantage of it. And that's something to think about. Now, kind of tying into work-life balance and how work is always going to be there, there is nothing wrong with saying no. And you have to know when to say no and having your priorities. If you have something important at seven o'clock on a Thursday and your manager asks you, hey, are you busy on seven o'clock on a Thursday? You have a right to say, yes, I have an appointment. I have some premeditated schedule and blah, blah, blah. I don't even think premeditated is the word that I'm looking for. It's basically like you already have something planned. But you have to know when to say no. Just because your manager's asking doesn't mean you have to cancel. You know, you don't have to say, oh yeah, I'm free and then go and cancel your plans. All you have to do is say, yes, actually I have plans. And your manager will be like, that's cool. Let's plan it for tomorrow. Believe it or not, (laughs) managers are also people. They also have schedules. They also have lives and they will understand 110% when life is giving you a hard time. And I think people in our 20s don't think about that because again, we're trying so hard to impress. We're trying so hard to be our best and build up and work our way up the career ladder. But we forget that even our managers have personal lives. So of course they're going to understand when you don't have time to do something outside of your normal work hours, etc. So for my listeners, I'm very curious, you know, if you guys can reach out to me and let me know how has the pandemic changed your views about the work-life balance? I personally have seen that companies are now understanding the importance of mental health and even employees themselves having to work at home really put themselves at perspective that there's a lot of things that they have probably neglected like that spider web that's been building at the corner of the back door for months that you just apparently don't have the time to clean up real quick that's just a small example but even that you know I think that this pandemic at least has opened our eyes to how busy life can be. And now that there's something that kind of took away that busy life, there's so many things that we have taken for granted. And I feel like people are definitely appreciating or seeing that more. So I think that's cool. At least 
what has come of this weird work-life schedule. And I think for people in our 20s, it has really struck as something eye-opening, especially because we've had a lot of things taken away from us. We've had time to socialize taken away from us, time to go and build ourselves in the workforce. That's even different now. We can't just go to the workforce and show people our passion because, you know, you can only see someone's passion by looking at them and, you know, through a Zoom call or a Skype call, you can't really see if people are genuine or just working because they have to get work done. It's different now. And I think it's something new and different for careers and companies to look at for people. And you can see that things still get done. When people work from home, you can see people's true motivation and true passion in person, but it still applies at home because you can see whether work gets done or not. But regardless, I feel like everybody's kind of more aware of the fact that people are busy and they have kids and they have to go and pick them up and drop them off. And I feel like everybody kind of ended up being back in that same type of schedule of having to make time for their children and make time to make dinner. And now that they have more free time instead of commuting to work, I feel like everybody's kind of in this equal understanding that people are going to be busy and people are going to have busy lives and it's not just all about work. And I think the largest indicator that it's time to take a break from work is just feeling tired and you feel like every day is the same. I feel like that's happened to me a few times just being in the pandemic, but I feel like also sometimes just when I'm stressed from work, it feels very exhausting. And that's when I know, you know, that I need to take a break from it. And I think sometimes people ignore it or they just push it under the rug. And the next thing you know, you're feeling that every single day. And it's just this continuing rotation of the same schedule, the same feelings, and it gets exhausting. I think it's good to take a break and take a day off and just go do whatever you want to do. You know, what do you normally want to do on days that you're working? You know, what do you usually do during the day and your days off? I feel like also we should take advantage of our days off, especially the weekend. My friends like to tell me all the time not to sit at home on Friday nights because the first thing you want to do on a Friday night after a long work week is to sit down and do absolutely nothing. But that's basically a third of your weekend gone away. And my friends always tell me to plan something fun, especially on a Friday night. And even though you don't want to go, you'll have fun and force yourself to kind of be social and relax and really relieve all the stress that you've had from work. And don't get me wrong, I still sometimes stay at home on Fridays, but I try to plan out, you know, watching my shows or just doing something like having a date night with Marcos, I feel like even that is enough for me to relieve my stress. Just don't stay at home and end up doing nothing and just kind of worrying about work again. Also, that ties into Sunday night too, because Sunday nights I get the Monday scaries and I'm always already anxious about the next day, which is the beginning of the work week. But that's also a good practice not to think about it because, you know, you're still in your weekend and you don't want to spend half of Sunday worrying about the next day that isn't even here yet. And it probably won't be as bad as you've been worrying about or freaking about. So 
again, just another practice or thing to try not to do and hopefully not let it bother you so much. And, you know, the last kind of final point that I want to say about finding a good balance is really just listing out your boundaries. You know, when during the day do you not want to be disturbed by work? Do you want to be flexible with work versus your free time? Are you looking for a job that follows that same mentality? It really comes down to what you want for yourself. And Again, you have to have time with yourself to really understand what you want because everybody's different. There's no straight definition of what a well-balanced work and life schedule looks like. So it really just depends on what you want. And once you figure that out, it's very easy to set boundaries with yourself and kind of be strict. You know, I don't want to think about work right now. And even though I'm doing something, you know, work might need me. It really depends on you. So definitely start there and the rest will follow. And so yeah, that's it you guys. Thank you so much for listening. It was so nice to record again after a long break. I hope everybody had a great break. And just remember, you know, work isn't everything. I know it's a lot of life in general, making money, paying off bills, etc. But there's so much more to life. And I think that we in our 20s should definitely take advantage of that and continue to remember it as we grow because Yes, our career is important in our career development, but there's so many things still that we have to do and see, including travel. So, you know, don't forget about that and don't forget about the precious moments and memories that you could be making with your families and friends. That's just as important too. If you guys have any questions, concerns, or topics you want me to talk about, feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Feline or TikTok at Feline Podcast. And if you guys want to be on the podcast, let me know too. I'd love to have everybody on talk about what it's like being in their 20s and just how they're handling life right now because of the pandemic. So yeah, and that's it for now. Till next time. Bye.